Hi, welcome to Terrible Today, the tiny version of Horrible History. I'm Rachel Everett. And I'm Emily Barleen. Are you, where are you headed today? Back to Madison, Wisconsin. Where are you going? St. Louis. Yeah, sure you betcha. All right, I'll go first. (laughs) Police in Madison, Wisconsin are looking for a sculpture that was stolen from the art fair on the square on September 25th. The unique piece titled Dumpty Humpty is a bronze of the nursery rhyme character sitting on a toilet with his pants around his ankles and a book in his hands. Oh, my God. I would steal that, too. (laughs) (laughs) It's worth $1,400, according to United Press International. The vendor told police she'd seen two men loitering around her booth. And when she stepped away, they vanished along (gasps) with the artwork. No. That's using the word artwork pretty liberally. (laughs) (laughs) Anything is art, apparently. Look at the plastic bag floating. Okay. Security camera footage also captured the men leaving with Humpty. They didn't drop him because, you know. That's the end. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't fall off a toilet. He fell off a wall, guys. Okay. (laughs) Jeez, get it right. (laughs) Well, in St. Louis, travelers at St. Louis Lambert International Airport were forced to evacuate into the chilly night on Tuesday After a bagel got a little too toasty, (laughs) airport officials evacuated Terminal 2 of the St. Louis airport because an employee burned a bagel at a restaurant in the terminal at about 6 p.m. Travelers had to wait outside in 11-degree weather, but they were kept there for less than 10 minutes. Mm. When the evacuation was lifted, travelers had to go through security checkpoints a second time. which is frustrating, Mm -hmm. according to Jacob Long, a Boston-based news anchor who was at the airport. Long said there were hundreds of travelers walking on the tarmac beneath jet bridges as they were evacuated. In a series of tweets, he said that many people and airport officials were confused about what was going on. Quote, we're all outside in the freezing cold walking under the jet bridges, Long tweeted. No idea where we're going or why. Hundreds of passengers. Long was amused when he learned why the airport was evacuated. His final tweet said, Okay, stand down. Apparently it was a burnt bagel that caused the evacuation. A bagel. (laughs) (laughs) Could be worse. It could have been burnt popcorn. Then you'll never get rid of that smell for Mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. Breaking. Back in March. Alleged Loch Ness monsters sighted in Lake Mendota. Wednesday night... Multiple individuals reported sighting a strange creature akin to Scottish folklore's Loch Ness Monster. (sighs) In Lake Mendota, between 11 p.m. and midnight, the Madison Police Department reported. At 11.12 p.m., MPD received a call about a, quote, dark serpentine creature emitting a, quote, strange and melancholy noises off the western shore of Lake Mendota, about 250 feet from Picnic Point. (sighs) The call, put in by a couple, who said they were going on a hike. Yeah, no, we definitely weren't getting high in the woods. That's <laughs> Also estimated the creature to be at least eight meters long and described it swimming around in erratic patterns before disappearing into the swelling waves. Ooh. I know. Eight meters. That's like 24 feet. That's big. It's big. 
Immediately upon receiving the call, MPD said they dispatched animal control to the area and sent a report to the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources. The second call, received by MPD at 11.22 p.m., described an eerily similar creature with leathery dark skin and a long neck. The second call estimated the creature at at least 10 meters in length. Mm. Yeah, bro, it was making these weird fucking noises and flopping around on the lake outside our house. Flopping around. <laughs> President of the Sigma Theta Delta fraternity, Brad Jacobson, who put in of the second course. call. Of course, that's Brad. Uh, said, I was like, get the pledges out there and see if they could catch it. No. <laughs> The first call reported the creature disappearing at 11.14, and the second call reported the creature appearing at about 11.17, suggesting the creature swam the distance between Picnic Point and the STD house. Oh, God. Sigma Sigma Theta Delta. Okay. Yeah. Neat. (laughs) About 2.19 miles in three minutes. That's nearly 20 meters per second or 40 miles an hour. That's fast for the monster. That's very fast. I'm still reeling on STD house. <laughs> so <laughs> unfortunate. <laughs> William Schnart is a professor in the Department of Integrative Biology at the University of Wisconsin, specializing in adaptive marine morphology. Okay. The fastest shark. I know. That's a that's, that's a, a thing. That's, that's a, thing. a specialty that people have. The fastest shark in the world is the short fin Mako shark, Schnart said. The Mako can swim 30 miles per hour and has been estimated to possibly go as fast as 47 miles per hour. But it's small and evolutionarily adapted to be hydrodynamic. I don't think a creature like you're describing could possibly go that fast. Unless it's a monster. Schnart said there's no such thing as a Loch Ness monster. (laughs) Schnart doesn't know schnit, okay? He doesn't know schnit. (laughs) doesn't know schmit. Okay, and guess... That what the caller spotted were a duo of threatened Great Lakes with river walruses. Oh. Likely trafficked into Lake Mendota through the exotic pet trade. <laughs> it's such a shame. River walruses are majestic creatures and their populations have been declined for years, in decline for years. I'm going to partner with the limnology department to see if we can find the ones that might be in Lake Mendota, Schnart said. In the meantime, I implore everyone to call their local representatives and sign petitions advocating for the federal government to list the river walrus under the Endangered Species Act. Did not know that was a thing. A river walrus? Yeah, I've never heard of it before. And then there's an update Thursday morning. (gasps) The Wisconsin DNR reported two fatalities after a team went out to track the creature. According to the incident report, the creature overturned their boat, and while one DNR employee died due to hypothermia complications, (gasps) another was, quote, ripped in half. No. Okay, so maybe it's not a river walrus, Schnart said. This is why we do research. Schnart, you don't have to comment on everything, actually. Why are they calling him still? He he got that guy killed by saying, go check out the river walrus. It won't split you in half. Research. Do the research. <sighs> Schnart, no. It basically says they're continuing to look at it 
anybody who sees anything, let us know. But this is back in March this year. So I'm sorry. Don't go in that freaking lake. That sounds terrifying. Did somebody really get ripped in half? Like, is this for real? (laughs) I mean, okay, let's be honest. It was probably the propeller. No, it was the walrus. They're gentle, gentle giants. I don't like it. No, I don't like it either. I'm hoping it's bullshit. What you got? Okay. Speaking of the federal government. (laughs) Go on. And idiotic people who run states like the Missouri governor. Okay. Oh, snap. This is the headline. Missouri governor is extremely confused about what constitutes hacking. (laughs) A reporter for the St. Louis Post-Dispatch recent. This is very recent. This happened like last week. Um, Okay. A reporter for the St. Louis Post-Dispatch recently discovered that teachers' social security numbers and other private information were available in the source code of a public website hosted by the Missouri government. He did the right thing by notifying the paper, which then notified the state, even saying they would give them time to take the site down before publishing a story about the vulnerability. The reporter has now been accused of hacking by the Republican governor, Mike Parson, who wants to prosecute him. Great. (sighs) Reporter Josh Renaud was browsing the Department of Elementary and Secondary Education web application that lets users search for teacher certifications and credentials when he looked at the site's source code, something that requires zero hacking skills, only the (laughs) use of a right click. Literally, any website you're on, you right click and say, see source, and it'll pull up the like HTML coding on the back end of the website. Anyone can do it. Okay. Um, in the source code is where he found sensitive data belonging to the state's teachers, including their social security numbers. The paper then consulted with educators and a cybersecurity expert who told the dispatch that it was mind boggling that a state web application had such security vulnerability. Then, as I said, the paper informed the state of the security flaw. On Wednesday, the department notified teachers that their data had been exposed, and the department wrote in a letter that an individual took the records of at least three educators, unencrypted the source code from the web page, and viewed the social security numbers of these educators. In reality, what he actually did was discover a vulnerability and confirmed that the nine-digit numbers were social security numbers and then told the department that there was this vulnerability. Then at the press conference, Governor Parson is like, that guy's a hacker and accused him of trying to steal personal data. He sounds like a good Samaritan. As the governor said, this administration is standing up against any and all perpetrators who attempt to steal personal information and harm Missourians. It is unlawful to access encoded data and systems in order to examine other people's personal information. Parson then promised swift justice. The state is committed to bringing to justice anyone who hacked our system and anyone who aided or encouraged them. But the Post-Dispatch denied his claims in a statement from the paper's attorney. The reporter did did the responsible thing by reporting his findings so the state could prevent disclosure and misuse. A hacker is someone who subverts computer security with malicious or criminal intent. Here, there was no breach of any firewall or security and certainly no malicious intent. For them to deflect its failures by referring to this as hacking is unfounded. Thankfully, these failures were discovered. Oh, my God. I just had to dog on that stupid asshole, Governor Parsons, (laughs) who's an idiot. Okay, this is my last one. 
It's got a lot of puns. It's why I picked it. Yeah. Police who were stumped by the theft of a rare pine tree in November from the University of Wisconsin Arbitorium said... How? Yeah. Said Friday that they have cracked the case. UW-Madison police said that three 19-year-old university students stole the tree as part of a pledge activity for the former Chai Pai fraternity, which hasn't been recognized as an official student organization since 2015. What the hell, Chai Pai? Do you think <laughs> Chai Pai would be good? Like a You know, pie... I make these very good chai cookies yeah. around Christmas time, and they're very I'm, good. I'm thinking Chai Pai sounds tasty. I think you're right. Maybe I'll make those chai cookies. Much better than STD. <laughs> yeah. Listen. Police said they acted on a tip and that the three admitted to purchasing a chainsaw, renting a U-Haul, and stealing the 25-foot Algonquin Pillar Swiss Mountain Pine. They cut it down? They cut it down. The stolen tree was about 30 yards, 30 meters, from a street that runs through the Arbitorium, which is a popular spot for walkers, joggers, bicyclists, and nature lovers. The tree was planted in 1988, and its theft drew widespread attention. These kids are jerks. Dumbasses. After learning how rare the tree was and that police were investigating, the students destroyed it and disposed of it outside the city, university <gasps> They chopped said. it up into a million pieces. That's what I would do if I killed someone. Wood chipper. Mm-hmm. You mean a tree? If you if you ha- chopped down a tree, not if you killed someone. We would never talk mm-hmm. about that on the podcast in private. We talk Lovely. about that in private. <laughs> Each of the students was cited for removing the tree, which is punishable by a $200 fine. University spokeswoman Meredith McGlone declined to comment on the students involved, citing federal privacy laws related to student discipline. She said in general, students can face campus disciplinary action in addition to criminal sanctions. Good Lord. A bunch of stupid kids like, oh, fuck, put it through a wood chipper. Dumbasses. Mm-hmm. All right. My last story. We know how much I love the zoo, so I found a zoo story. <gasps> of course you did. A rock-loving orangutan named Ruby went ape on the observation windows of her St. Louis Zoo enclosure. Love a good pun. Forcing nearly $200,000 in repairs and temporary closure of the exhibit. Oh, shit. <laughs> Zookeepers say the 12-year-old female orangutan repeatedly tapped and banged rocks against four seven-foot-tall windows over several months, causing considerable damage. The windows were replaced in mid-November, and the exhibit is expected to open later this month. Susan Gallagher, a spokeswoman for the zoo, said replacing the triple layer of glass with three-inch thick acrylic required re-engineering the frames that hold them, plus caulking requiring three weeks to cure. Zoo officials say Ruby even dug up cement from the base of a tree for her destructive endeavors. Damn! Girl means business. Bitch was determined. Yeah. The zoo's ape care team taught the orangutan to bring them rocks in exchange for treats. But the ape started banging on the windows with rocks when zookeepers weren't around, presumably to get someone's attention for a reward. Come on, my treats! Mom, I need my treats! And meatloaf! Ma! Zookeepers (laughs) now hope to train her to drop rocks in a tube, regardless of whether staffers are around to reward her, and give her a treat if they later find rocks when they check the tube. Not including insurance coverage, the zoo ended up paying $71,000 of the cost for the new windows. Wow. (laughs) Oh, Uh, Ruby. 
What a bad bitch. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the things that I would bang rocks on for food. I know. Hey! Hey, me! If I was in a glass enclosure and had to rely on others for food, I'd throw some rocks around too. Shit. Chipotle! Anywho. Bring me Chipotle! No! Let Jimmy John's in. They're freaky fast. I want it now. <laughs> some Jimmy John's guy like throws a sandwich over the enclosure. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> fight off the other apes I also saw an article which I almost read and then I didn't because it wasn't as it but an, an elephant escaped the St. Louis circus and like crushed a bunch of cars too like I saw that one as well but I was like it was a long time ago so I didn't do it but eh. St. Louis animals going nuts Jumanji <laughs> anywho make sure you tune in on Thursday for our next full episode of Horrible History bye bye